Hello, welcome back. This is episode 62 of The Better Business Show. Uh, I'm Tom Idle. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being there. And after our exploits in Switzerland for the last episode of the show, we're, we looked at the future of food, of course. Uh, but this time we're back to our usual format. We're going to hit you with another great story of better business, this time in the form of Acceleron. Uh, a company attempting to really disrupt the market for battery storage, uh, particularly in the developing world. Fascinating chat uh, with Amrit, the co-founder of of Acceleron. So stay tuned for that. Before we dive into uh, the story this time, let me just ask you very kindly, if you haven't already done so, please do sign up to our weekly newsletter. Just head over to the website, betterbusiness.show. Uh, scroll beneath all of the list of our latest episodes there uh, you'll find a box give us your email address and we'll start sending that to you every Friday so this week we get to meet uh, the company refusing to accept when a lithium-ion battery is dead lithium-ion batteries continue to be the technology of choice for all major consumer gadgets including those made by the likes of Apple and Samsung uh, and Lenovo and it's absolutely no wonder that the market is set to explode in the next few years thanks to the inevitable continued growth in consumer electronics as well as electronic cars home energy systems and the global lithium-ion battery market is set to jump from almost 30 billion back in 2015 to more than 77 billion uh, by 2024. But what happens to these lithium-ion batteries when they reach the end of their life? So this time I caught up with Amrit Chandan, who's the the co-founder of Acceleron, a business that hopes to revolutionize the way people use and think about low-cost energy storage. It's a business dreamt up by Amrit and his partner and co-founder, Carlton Cummins, uh, during their lunch breaks working for a management consultancy. And as you're about to find out, this is a company with a technology that can efficiently test which lithium-ion batteries are good and still have some life in them, perhaps you know for use in another application, and which ones are not so good. And it takes the good ones and it packages them in a way that's safe, cost-effective, and then useful again. And Amrit and Carlton are on a mission. They're, they're trying to find a solid replacement for the traditional 12-volt lead acery battery that's ubiquitous you know all around the world and this is something that could really revolutionize the way people use batteries particularly in the developing world where 25 percent of deaths are attributed to industrial gases including lead poisoning which largely comes from lead batteries that are often burnt because no one really knows what to do with them at the end of their life so and that's according to, to who statistics so brilliant story this week i hope you really enjoy this conversation here's here's my chat with amrit Amrit, thank you so much for joining us here on the Better Business Show and really looking forward to sort of getting stuck into the nitty gritty and finding out a bit more about your business this time around. But before we do that, why don't you give us a brief intro to yourself, Amrit? Who are you and what's your background, a sort of potted history of your career, if you like? Thanks for having me on, 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 the, on the podcast, uh, Tom. Um, I, I really became interested in sustainability when uh, I was at university. I finished my undergraduate degree and I saw how monotonous um, applying for graduate scheme positions were, and that really turned me off doing the sort of traditional career path. Um, so I, I opted instead to do a, to a PhD. There was a great opportunity to do one in, the, in, in fuel cell technology, and at the time there was a lot of interest in fuel cells. Um, read about them in the news quite a lot, and it really got me uh, inspired to do something with sustainability. And that really sort of 
that's where the journey really began for me. Um, and actually, while I was doing my PhD, I started doing as many sort of business-related activities as I could, and I really became interested in business. And I sort of was at the collision of two worlds in a way. So I actually started doing some freelance uh, freelance work on the side. So I was really interested in how technologies get from the research and development space into the marketplace and how much of an impact they can have. So <clears throat> myself and uh, myself and a, and, a, and a friend on the on the PhD, um, we, we co-authored a few papers together, looking at disruptive technologies and what makes a technology disruptive and, and how they actually get to the marketplace. So we did quite a few studies about Tesla and electric vehicles and, and a few right, other interesting right. innovations. And, uh, and, that, and that's interesting because lots of our, our kind of guests we have on the show kind of just jump into to a startup. But you kind of did your background before. So you, you kind of almost cheated your way to uh, to, to get into where you, you got to. In a way, I, it, it was a case of um, actually wanting to do something mm. in the space uh, and just and, and trying to find the opportunity. Yeah. Um, I, I knew that, to, to me personally, one of my motivations is actually having a positive impact on the planet in any way we can. Mm. And um, it, that really just, I just get a lot of satisfaction from, from seeing the impact I have. And unfortunately, academia is just a bit too slow for that. Yeah, you don't, yeah. You know, you, you might do a great bit of research, but it ends up on a shelf somewhere and, you know, scattering dust. So, yeah. Um, I knew I wanted to make something. I knew I wanted to do something um, and build something. And, and so it was actually waiting for the opportunity. And, and luckily, the opportunity came along straight after my, my PhD study. So I, I finished my PhD in 2015 and, and uh, went to work um, in a consultancy. Right. And um, that's actually where I met my co-founder, Carlton. Okay. So uh, <clears throat> over lunchtimes, we got talking about uh, our passion, which is electric vehicles, and 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 uh, we were always having great arguments about fuel cells and electric vehicles. And eventually, the, the conversations turned to, well, what happens to an electric vehicle uh, at the end of their life? Which beautifully segues into my next question, which is uh, Acceleron and, and and the business that you're, you're running now. And you know, give it, give us the elevator pitch for, for for the business that is yours now with you're running with with Carlton. Yeah, so Acceleron is looking to revolutionize the way people access low-cost energy storage. And to do that, we've developed the technology to take perceived end-of-life lithium-ion batteries. We test them quickly, and we process them, and we grade them, and we turn them into a repurposed battery pack. And the really the holy grail of what we're trying to achieve is we are looking for a, uh, a lead-acid battery drop-in replacement. So the 12-volt lead-acid battery is pretty much ubiquitous across the world. It's... Mm used to power a lot of things, um, but it's pretty old technology now. And especially in some of the developing regions, it's not it's not a great technology for their, for their use. It's not really fit for purpose. Right. So what we're doing is we're developing a battery pack that has all of the benefits of lithium-ion. It yeah. has the better weight characteristics, the better power performance, the better power density, but it's at the same price as a lead-acid battery. Right. So that immediately gives access to a better quality battery for a lot of people and actually promotes the uptake of renewable energy. Um, and we've, we've had so much interest from agencies in Central America, in, in Africa, and we're at that point now we're trying to decide, well, which which one do we go for? What do we go for? Right. At the same time? 
Okay, okay. And we'll, maybe we'll come on to, to talk about that. So just g- going into the sort of the nuts and bolts of, of what it is you're doing, the, the way, the, 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 you know, the crucial term you used is perceived kind of dead batteries. What, what, what you're talking about is in the electronics or in, or in cars, a battery runs not quite flat. So there's still some life in it and you're kind of repackaging that for different applications, are you? Is that how it works? Yeah, so in, in, a, in a, a battery pack isn't necessarily a single battery. It, it's usually made up of a multitude of cells. And, and what happens is typically these batteries, there may only be a single battery that's actually gone bad or is mm. no longer fit for purpose, but it drags down the performance of the overall pack. So what we've done is we've developed technology to figure out which cells are good, which ones aren't so good, and then take those, take the good cells and package them and package them in such a way that they're safe and they're right. quite effective and, and, and useful again. I mean, okay. we're finding typically that the, the batteries that we're processing have upwards of 70% of their state of health remaining. So you imagine wow. we're throwing away such a valuable resource. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's being sent for recycling when it doesn't need to be. Okay, so is that what traditionally happens to these batteries? They are recycled, but they're, we're just not using the resource that's still, that's still knocking around, basically. Well, <laughs> so... A fraction of them are sent for recycling. A big problem that you've got, and I just I just wrote an article about this, which is published in the uh, Institute of Chemical Engineers magazine. Yeah, right. Recycling of, of lithium-ion batteries is not economically uh, viable. It doesn't make sense economically because the lithium has a low market value. Right. And every single time the battery changes in chemistry or in, or in format, the process has to be designed all over again. If you think about a lithium-ion battery, it's not like a lead-acid battery where you have solid lead. A lithium-ion battery has almost like a dust, a lithium dust inside, which is um, attached to to, to a, a carbon electrode. And that means that when they're recycling it, they have to try and separate it. And that is very difficult to do. So the, the current state of the art technology or the technology that's in, that's in use for recycling, yeah. they, they take the battery and they smelt it. And actually, I think it's only between 10 and 30% of the lithium that's recovered from the battery. Wow. So wow. It's, a, it's a very efficient process. Okay, okay. So once you've kind of repackaged these, these lithium batteries, what are the, the main applications? You, you do talk about you're trying to find where, where the best market is. Well, I mean, what, so far, where, where have you kind of repurposed these batteries for? What applications? Yeah, so we've, we started out by testing... Um, on a smaller scale, our technology. So uh, we've actually got batteries currently running around uh, on e-bikes in London. So we're working with an e-bike manufacturer okay. um, who's doing a doing a bike sharing type scheme with e-bikes, and uh, he's making his own e-bikes. And um, we've got he's he's using our battery packs to power his e-bikes, and they're, and they're okay. absolutely beautiful. Actually, yeah. the very first application we we tested was on on Carlton's own e-bike. So he he fitted a, a battery he made himself. Right. bike and, and really got that and, and it's been using it for two years now with no problems. Wow. Um, and this is all, all reused batteries. The other application that we've developed at the minute is a um, it's a laptop uh, or it's a larger scale electronics uh, power source, okay. or energy source. So it's it's like a phone charger but on on, on steroids. So it's it's a it's a larger <laughs> larger battery pack which okay. you can carry around. It's probably about the size of a coffee cup and it has a it has an AC. Uh, socket outlet on it, so you can plug a laptop in. You can plug a, a drone in, or a camera, or, a, or or even a recorder, or anything you need, basically. Wow! And how long would that last? 
Um, it should be able to power a laptop at least once, maybe more, depending on the type of laptop. So it's, it's, it's about the same size of battery pack as a laptop. Okay, okay. So, I mean, do you know the sort of the scale of the problem? You talked about the different elements, you know, recycling being a particular issue, um, the fact that this resource is just going to waste. But what, what, I mean, what's the size of the problem? Have you done any kind of um, analysis of, of, you know, the size of the prize, as it were, for, for this business? So on the recycling side, the UK generates annually, we estimate, between five and 6,000 tonnes of lithium-ion, uh, of battery waste, sorry. That includes, that includes uh, lithium-ion as well. Right. Um, but what's and, and the UK has compliance schemes and it's all in line with European directives. So, so the UK has to collect, I believe it's 45% of the battery waste generated, and a lot of that actually is made up of, of the lead acid batteries. Right. But there's there's um, there's a huge amount of lithium batteries which are just which are just stored essentially in the UK. They, they have to be shipped across the channel to Europe because in the whole of Europe, there's only really five, there's five uh, recycling facilities. And um, it's really costly to ship end-of-life lithium-ion batteries or waste batteries because they're classed as a hazardous material, even if there's nothing right. wrong yeah. with the battery itself. So there's a, there's a huge stockpile of batteries in the UK um, and in, in many other countries as well where the recycling isn't, the, the facilities aren't really there. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, um, we, we, we were investigating uh, Kenya, for instance. That's one of the places where we've been invited to come and, 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 and do some work. The, the scale of the problem there is is that they have ten, roughly 10, 10 to 11 million lead acid batteries uh, being used in an informal basis every year. Right. So what that means is that these are these are lead acid batteries that have come from cars. They're not designed for energy storage. Mm-hmm. And they're already sort of at the end of their life because they've come out of the car. So yeah, people yeah. spend a lot of money. They buy these. They buy these lead acid batteries, and then they have to just um, they use them once or twice, and then and then they're no longer good at all. And to make yeah. it worse, there's no regulation there at all about the recycling and recovery of materials. So you get people who want the the value of the materials just smelting them on on open air furnaces. So wow. literally a fire pit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was a statistic released by the World Health Organization last year which stated 25% of deaths in developing regions come from industrial gas, which include uh, lead poisoning from, wow. from uh, lead, lead batteries being, being burnt. So it's a, it's a huge problem from a, um, from a health perspective, but also from a, um, you know, people just need, they need access to energy and energy security and, and Energy security is directly linked with development of, of a region as well. So, yeah, yeah. So where, so where are you at with conversations over in Kenya? Then? It's coming along well. We're telling those people who want us to come over that we don't really know much about the market. So if right. they want us to sort of come over, we need to, we really need to find partners, and that's the stage we're at. We're looking, um, yeah. we're finding partners, and, and we're in discussions with, with, with guys over there already doing work. Um, yeah, and there is yeah. a lot of work going on. A lot of work going on, and it's the same for Central America as well. Okay. So it's, uh, it's really exciting times. It is, and I, I wonder about the, the sort of day-to-day running of the business and what you know what you're what you're finding most tough right now. I mean, I, I think about this kind of stockpile of old lithium batteries. I mean, presumably it's easy for you to get your hands on that stuff, is it? What what what, what are the sort of challenges you're finding right now in the sort of day-to-day stuff? That's a really good question, Tom. Um, yes, getting access to batteries is surprisingly not a problem because 
there's a, there's a lot of demand for a solution to the, the waste problem. Yeah, uh, we've we've got it on good authority that there's there are certain uh, OEMs, uh, automotive uh, original equipment manufacturers, so like the the car makers, and and at least one of them, their strategy for dealing with their battery waste is just having containers full of them wow. uh, kept in their storage facility. So yeah. there is definitely there is definitely a a need for a solution. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the challenges that we're facing at the minute, uh, we're in a phase of, of rapid growth. So we're actually at the moment doing uh, a funding race. If, if any, of the, any of your listeners would, would like to get involved with Exceleron, please give me a shout. And the other challenge that we're facing, in, uh, facing is that we are, we're, just, we're trying to find uh, the right members of staff as well for our team. So, for instance, we're, we're in need of an electrical engineer at the minute. So if there are any electrical engineers listening and they're interested in batteries, please give us a shout as well. I was going to ask you about your about your team and uh, and where you're based and and how how the business looks right now. Obviously yourself and and Carlton. Um, who who else have you got working with you? So in our team at the minute, we've we've got a core team of of five, soon to be six. Um, where we're based at the moment out of the central research laboratory in in Hayes in West London. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Our team, we've got um, Hans Eric. He's a uh, he was vice president of new business for an American battery recycling company called Battery Solutions. Um, so he brings a wealth of knowledge to us as well. And then we we have uh, Kevin Simmons. He's a serial entrepreneur himself, and and he's done. Uh, he's also an angel investor as well. And actually, it's interesting because both Hans and Kevin started out on our advisory board. But they liked okay. the idea so much that they decided to come on board to the core team. That's always yeah, a good sign, isn't it, when that happens? Absolutely. Morning. Yeah, yeah. And so all the remanufacturing and, and kind of the, the, the sort of the, the dirty hand stuff, that's all done on site there as well, is it? Well, <laughs> so we try not to use the word dirty in, 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 in the context <laughs> that we're doing because actually we're not actually breaking down the batteries or in, in terms of like to the actual material level. It's actually, it's it's, it's almost like a, it's more like a lab coat type job as opposed to a, a right. to a sort of um, you know recycling a traditional recycling facility. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, at the moment it's all taking place in in uh, in, in central research laboratory at the small scale. Um, yeah, that's sort of like our pilot facility where we're doing the manufacturing at the minute, and it's been really good working with the guys at Central Research Laboratory, which is a hardware accelerator. So we've got access to. This sort of maker space, so they've got um, some right. 3D printers and, and, and other workshop type equipment as well. So you're, so you're on a you're in a rapid growth trajectory. Um, you need partners. You need some new some new people as well in the business. I mean, what, what what's the what's the, the grand plan here, Amri? I mean, what does what does success look like for you, and, and and you know for the business if if the two are different? I mean, I know you want to make a, a, a you know a positive impact in the world as a as a as an individual. But what you know, what does success look like? What do you want to, to achieve? Where do you want to get to? Uh, we really want to achieve uh, having Acceleron in many different regions. So we've got this sort of grand idea of having um, almost like a franchise, but not quite. But you have like a you copy and paste the blueprint of what we're doing here in the UK and put it into other regions. So that, for instance. In, in, in Kenya, they're able to process their own batteries or batteries from the surrounding countries and turn them into battery packs for use by those same countries as well. So it's right. it's almost like a drop-in battery reprocessing plant 
in lots of different areas. And that's wow. really exciting. And, it, and it, is that the sort of thing that you will need in your sort of vision of where this is going to go? Is is that what's needed to really scale this up? It, it's kind of regional pockets of doing something that you, you've kind of tested and, and piloted where you are right now in Hayes, but you need these kind of regional hubs to make this work. The regional hubs have a lot of advantages um, when it comes to batteries. The biggest cost when it comes to batteries and why uh, some of the other com- com- companies um, tend to sort of fail in this is that they, they try and ship batteries all over the world, and that's where it gets really mm-hmm. expensive because of, of, especially with lithium, there's a lot of... Uh, regulation about how you ship them. So, for instance, yeah. it's, it's very difficult to, to fly lithium batteries. You, you find this when you go to the airport, they always ask if you've got spare lithium batteries or if you've got lithium batteries in your luggage. It's, it's not allowed. So, right. Yeah, it, regional hubs is definitely a, a better way to go. It's also on the social, it helps on the social side of the business as well in that mm. we want to promote tech entrepreneurship and we want to make, we want to help people within these regions help themselves and yeah. the, the way that we believe we can do that is through business. Well, Amrit, it's been an absolute pleasure, um, you know, finding out more about Acceleron and, and you know, finding out more about you. And it's going to be fascinating to see how you progress from here over the next few years. How, how can people find out more about what you're doing or, or get in touch with you guys? We have our website, uh, which is www.accelerontd.com. That's Acceleron with one C. Yeah, why is that? I was going to ask you about that. Why, why the one C? So I think the Acceleron with two Cs is taken by a nuclear power company. Okay, um, right. So we decided to go with one C. It was just a practical reason. Also, it's different. It does stand out. Amrit Chandan there, talking to me via a bit of a ropey mobile reception. Uh, but as Amrit says, if you think you might have the right skills or know somebody that does to join the Acceleron team, then please do get in touch. This is a company that is certainly going places. Uh, similarly, this is a business that recognizes the need and value of partners to take it uh, and its model to scale. And those regional hubs are going to be absolutely crucial in solving what is a really big challenge for the lithium-ion market. Fascinating stuff. All the links to Acceleron, including the link to the article that Amrit mentioned in that uh, conversation, are in today's show notes. Uh, just head, a, head over to the website, betterbusiness.show, for all of that. As ever, please do let me know what you think of the show in the usual way. You can email me, tomidle at narrativematters.co.uk, or you can find me on LinkedIn or on Twitter at Tom Idle. Anyway, that's it for another week. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Please don't forget to spread the word about The Better Business Show and subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud uh, if you haven't already done so. We'll be back again very, very soon. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.